Governor Scott Walker narrowly lost his bid for a third term, but the man who led the Republican revolution in the Badger State and beyond leaves a lasting legacy of significant conservative free market wins. MacGyver News Service brings you conversations with the people who worked alongside or served the governor during some of the most tumultuous days in Wisconsin history. From the massive protests that marked Walker's signature legislation, the Act 10 collective bargaining reforms, to the mega once-in-a-lifetime Foxconn economic development deal, Governor Scott Walker made his mark on Wisconsin policy and politics. The people who know him best share their stories about these times of impact. The Walker years on MacGyver Newsmakers. Eric Shute has been an active participant from behind the scenes in some of the more defining times in Wisconsin's political history. Shute was a member of Governor Scott Walker's original administration, serving first as Deputy Chief of Staff before taking the top post in September 2011. After a hiatus, Shute returned as Walker's Chief of Staff in April. No mere witness to history, Shute has, from the inside, helped lead the conservative revolution in Wisconsin. He joins us today on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. Thanks so much for taking time, Eric. We sure do appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Yours is an interesting position, an interesting perspective. Let me ask you this from the get-go. You were there from the get-go. Did you envision all of this? And you know what I mean when I say all of this, what has transpired <laughs> over the last eight years when, when, you, uh, when you began, uh, oh, just about eight years ago. It's, um, you know, you knew that with focused hard work and a reform mindset, anything's possible. But I don't know. Um, Governor certainly had a vision for where he wanted to take the state. Um, it, it is uh, it, it's something for everyone to be proud of collectively. Everyone, citizens across the state, um, leaders in government and communities, as to, to where the state's come in eight years, it really is uh, and has been a, a fascinating journey um, and one that I'm proud to be a part of. You know, we talk about this in uh, politics a lot, in leadership. Do the times make the leader or does the leader make the times? I'll ask you that question of Governor Scott Walker when he came in in 2010, they were very remarkable times. The Republican Revolution was going on. In many ways, he helped lead that, not just in Wisconsin, but nationally. Did he define the times, or did he make the times? I think, um, you know, it's a really interesting question. I think leaders step up when times are tough. And that, uh, you know, if you think back eight years ago, just to the raw data, right? I remember those early days. And we were looking at a $3.6 billion budget deficit. The unemployment in the state was at 9.3%. We had seen double-digit increases in taxes. Healthcare quality was still relatively high for the state, but seventh nationally compared to fourth today. Um, you saw UW system tuition on kind of a 10-year path of 118% in increases. And, and you compare that to where we've, we've moved today, um, it's amazing. I mean, you look at now we're in eight straight months of 3% or lower unemployment. Mm -hmm. You look at budget surpluses year after year, contributions to the state's rainy day fund, over $8 billion in tax relief, fourth nationally in health care quality. 
uh, huge, significant, historic investments in K-12, six straight years of tuition freezes for the UW. It is um, remarkable to where the state uh, has really come over that period. So, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, everybody wanted to look at, or I shouldn't say everybody, some defined Act 10 as purposely divisive. It, it was <laughs> a moment in leadership, right? I mean, it was someone who had to make a choice to stand up and say, we got to get the state back on the right course. Um, and eight years later, Act 10 alone saved schools $3 billion. Um, so it, it truly has been a remarkable um, journey. And the governor has, has demonstrated tremendous leadership over that period. So, I, you know, I, it's one of those chicken and egg questions. Great question. Um, but I think he, you know, Leaders are those who step up when times are the toughest, and he certainly, um, along with the people of the state, have demonstrated uh, the ability to do that. Eric Shute joins us on this edition of uh, MacGyver Newsmakers. Speaking of Act 10, as you looked at that crowd, that mass of humanity in February and March of 2011, as the Act 10 debates were heating up, to say the very least, did you ever get to a moment where you thought to yourself as a Walker administration official, oh, my, what have we gotten ourselves into here? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, no, it, it definitely took on a life of its own. Um, it, it was, however, I think what you saw amongst the, the administration, you saw amongst legislators at that point was – it was almost one of those too big to fail moments. There, there weren't a lot of other choices out there mm -hmm. in terms of what you needed to do when the rest of the economy was where it was at, unemployment close to 10%. Remember, this was at a point in time when the private sector was telling their employees, you're going to have to pay more for health care. And oh, by the way, we may have to get rid of your 401k. Yeah. So to sit down and look at state government employees and say, this is, you know, everybody needs to share here and what the solution is, seemed like the right thing to do. Um, I, I don't know that we all thought it was going to um, end up getting the response that it ultimately did. Um, but I think also we looked at it and said, this is just, it's the right thing to do. It may be tough. Sometimes the right things aren't the easiest path, uh, but definitely worth it. Let me ask you this, uh, because I don't think I, I, I'm certain I haven't uh, asked anybody in the course of our interviews about the Walker years this specific question. When Governor Walker was elected, as you noted, this is a state in a great deal of fiscal turmoil. Not just the budget, but the state of the economy. Much like the rest of the country, we were still uh, dealing with a recession into a very slow and anemic recovery. That said, the governor campaigned on um, the ambitious push to create or to have the government set policies, I should say, that would help uh, job creators create $250,000 in his first term. Very ambitious. 250,000 jobs. 250,000 yep. 250, yep. jobs. Was, was that overly ambitious uh, hindsight given the state of the no, economy coming know, in? I, no. It, you know, I tell you what. Do you want, and the governor said this before, um, and, and a number of us have, 
would you rather have someone come in and say, hey, look, let's try and get 10,000 jobs this year or wake up every day trying to figure out and reach for what, what obviously was a stretch goal, um, but focused every single day on how you grow the economy. And that was really the underlying message. I mean, as you look back over uh, the last eight years, you really saw a pronounced focus. When we first came in, there were no jobs, right? So the focus was on jobs and the economy. It was cutting taxes, putting more money back in the hands of individuals and holding the line on spending in government. And it was focused on, and you nailed it, removing barriers for employers to creating more jobs, creating a healthy economy that would allow the private market to thrive. What we saw as we moved through that first term, the focus then was able to pivot. While we never took our eye off the ball on jobs in the economy, then the question became workforce training. Okay, now we have jobs, but we have individuals that aren't the right fit for the appropriate jobs. So what do we need to do next? Now we need to focus on workforce training. And and what was, you know, as you start to see now where the economies move, now we've, we're well on our way on workforce training, and it becomes about retention and recruitment of individuals. So it, it is the, the true cycle of a positive economy and really is an underlying success story, but none of that happens if you don't have a governor at the top that every day is saying to people, what are you doing to remove barriers to incentivize or to help the private market to create the jobs necessary for the economy to thrive and, and keep moving along its cycle? And, and what a remarkable turnaround it has been over those eight years. I don't think that even uh, the most cynical liberal can doubt that turnaround just by the basic numbers and the basic metrics. This is, I think, I think the lieutenant governor put it best when she said, that when you started, when this administration began in 2011, the concentration, the focus was on finding a job for every Wisconsinite. Now it's trying to get, uh, <laughs> you have a question of too many jobs and not enough Wisconsinites. Uh, so th- that in and of itself is a huge accomplishment. Right, right. And, and, and no, that's exactly right. And you look at any sort of qualified kind of economic data metric, right? Whether it's unemployment, historic lows, number of private sector jobs created, historic highs, number of manufacturing jobs, 52,000 over over that period. I, I mean, I, you look at any of them, you look at our labor, uh, labor uh, force uh, market participation rate, and we're, we're up near the highest in the nation. I mean, it is, you look at any one of these um, economic metrics, the state is thriving. It's in a great spot. It's in a great position. And, and, you know, it really um, goes to the governor. And and actually, you know, this isn't just all the governor. This is the governor. This is people across the state. It's citizens. Everybody bought in and believed in it. And, And sure, you had obviously those who were not supporters of the governor. But at the end of the day, I think if you looked at it and asked anybody, do you think the economy is better? If they're honest about it, they can't help but say, yeah, it's better. Eric Schutt, who is chief of staff for Governor Scott Walker, joins us uh, today. Reflections on an incredible eight years. 
So all of that, and perhaps maybe that is the answer um, in, in terms of the economic turnaround that occurred in this state. But what do you think is Governor Scott Walker's biggest achievement, his biggest success, not just in terms of conservative reform, and there are many, but in terms of what has been a success for the Badger State? I think it is, ultimately it will be the, the he is a governor who will be remembered for reform. And, and because I don't think you can pick out just one thing, it is a collection whether it's his focus on the economy. Remember back to his original state of the state address, right? He focused on austerity in government, Mm -hmm. of doing everything possible to hold the line on spending to return more and more dollars back to the individuals in the state. You think about, you know, so what do I put in that category? Holding the line on property taxes, freezing tuition at UW system schools. You look at tort reform. You look at even even his plan and his focus and the administration's focus on whether it's most recently in this last legislative session, the health care stability plan, or go back to an expansion of uh, Medicaid, but just up to that poverty level. So truly restoring what entitlement programs were meant to be a safety net for people at or below the poverty level and without taking the Obamacare expansion. So I I just look, there are so many different ways. And if you wanted to talk about workforce training, the advent of fab labs, the growth in youth apprenticeship programs, the fast forward programs, all of these focused on providing individuals with the skills necessary to gain independence in a thriving economy. Um, That's where I look at it. And, you know, Governor Kidd last week in saying that he may have well reformed himself out of a job. Yes, I remember that. I think that's right. (laughs) Um, I I think it's right because you you sit and you look at it and you say, how many of these other items, um, you know, welfare reform, (laughs) requiring able-bodied working age adults uh, to work, to receive assistance, to search for jobs, to be able to pass a drug test. Um, I, I mean, it's it's the tenets of kind of true freedom and prosperity in today's economy. Um, and, and overall, uh, the, the state continues to thrive. And it is a uh, it is a statewide recovery, which is also what's so amazing. If you were to look at a comparison on a county by county basis over that eight year period, you'd see the state literally transform record low unemployment in Milwaukee, in Racine, in Madison, in Janesville, all areas of the state have really turned around. So I, so it's really hard for me. Maybe I'm too close to it at this point, and maybe in the you know years ahead I'll be able to sit back and say it didn't start without this. Um, but I think truly it's been to be remembered for his focus as a reformer, as governor. It would seem to me that uh, Governor-elect Tony Evers may unreform himself back into a job. <laughs> if we could take the inverse <laughs> of what uh, the governor uh, the governor talked about. Uh, with the right. successes, the many successes, uh, I want to reflect, too, on what you believe to be maybe the most difficult moment during the Walker tenure. And I, I think Act 10 probably jumps to mind for a lot of people, but maybe it's different for you. What was the most challenging, the most difficult moment uh, for you as yeah, chief of I staff? I, as, as chief of staff, 
you know, it's um, it, it's sometimes easy to be uh, be in here in the Capitol behind the scenes. Act 10 was one of those things where, um, you know, friends, neighbors, every person had an opinion. Um, and I think it is sometimes the um, the way in which people voice those opinions, whether it's to your kids, whether it's, you know, sitting on a soccer sideline. It's, I, I still remember, um, right, the, the parents who would sidle up and, and uh, look to their left and their right, make sure nobody was watching and saying, I really like what you're doing. And then they would go back away for a hmm. while. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think personally, that was a challenging time. That's a point where you had to, to um, everybody did. Really, and, and again, when I say everyone, I don't mean just people in the administration, right? I mean the, the um, supporters from across the state who knew it was tough, but it was the right thing to do. Everybody had to get really thick skin because they knew it wasn't going to be easy. Uh, but it showed that it could happen. So, uh, you know, I'd say that was one of the tough times. Um, and, and for me, just personally, when I left the first time, um, it was something that I, you know, was a, in a spot working for someone who I loved working for, uh, both personally and professionally, because anybody who's ever met the governor knows that he's the same person that you see in public is the same person you see behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one Scott Walker um, and just a truly tremendous individual. Uh, and, and that extends to his family. I mean, it's just, you know, so... Um, uh, you know, tough time. Uh, yeah, there's a couple in there, but at the end of the day, again, when you look back at this record, we're all going to leave here um, in in a couple of months and realize that it was worth it and it was one heck of a ride. Final question that relates to that, um, and it involves courage. I've heard from a number of people over the years inside the Walker administration, political observers, folks in the ground and the grassroots movement, that courage um, was something that uh, was much easier to come by in this administration than in others. And that is to say that once Governor Walker and this administration led the path down that rocky road of reforming state government, reforming the public sector collective bargaining system, doing the sorts of things that would not only fix the short-term budget but look uh, long-term and truly look at the next generation and not the next election, that that would teach courage and fortitude by other leaders to do the same. And I think if you take a look around the country, it did just that. But inversely, what does that mean now that the governor has been defeated at the polls? Will we see that courage dissipate among some of the people who followed suit and did find the internal fortitude to be reformers in their states? Boy, I sure hope not. Um, I, I think it has served as a model for what can truly be achieved if you remain steadfast and focused on what's important. Um, And you're right. It it made it easier to be courageous when you knew the guy at the front of the pack wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I think similarly, there are a lot of tremendous leaders out there across the state and and, you know, I look at whether it's individuals who, 
who start out and have approached us over time about wanting to start out after they graduate, coming in here, working in a life in public service, or if it's state legislators, elected officials at the local level. I, I think there will be lots of people, and I'm excited to see who's going to step into that role. Who's the next ones up to, to fill that void um, and continue to maintain that focus and that, that uh, reform mindset moving forward? Because just like anything, you, you can't just leave it and say, okay, it was a good run. It was great. Now we're going to go somewhere else. You have to continue to nurture it and continue to move the state forward. Um, and I think it's, it is well-positioned. The foundation is strong. The state is in great shape. Um, and I, I look forward to, to who steps up and seizes that next moment. Remarkable times, these, to say the very least. Eric Shute, Chief of Staff for Governor Scott Walker, two tours of duty, uh, had a front row seat for it all. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric. I appreciate your time and your perspective. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. That's this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers.